Just Start Storytelling Podcast. My name is Ariel Beth Klein, and I am an actor, writer, storyteller, and oh my gosh, what are my hyphens? Teaching artist and creative coach based in New York City. Um, this week, I'm so excited to share with you a bonus episode, an interview with Sam Evans. She is an also a multi-hyphenate. She says that she calls herself um, a creative. Um, she has so many talents and she was such a joy to talk to. Today we talked about her web series Ghost Girl, which is up on YouTube on her website. I've linked everything in the show notes and we had a really, really great conversation. It was really fun. I, I knew Sam when she was working on this, but not like I kind of met her towards the middle of this process. So it was really cool to kind of hear her process from start to finish. And yeah, just how it was collaborating with, with a group of people who, um, yeah, all, all gave a lot and, and, and just told us this really cool and, and beautiful story. So yeah, without further ado, here we go. Enjoy. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Well, um, First, can you just like talk a little bit about yourself as a human and as an artist, whatever that means? Absolutely. So my name is Samantha Evans. My pronouns are she, her, hers, um, and I go by Sam. So a lot of people call me Sam. Um, I'm an actor and that's kind of how I got started in all this and then found my way into improv and comedy and through that, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but writing and producing. And I guess the, I just consider myself a creative. Like if something interests me, I will try to figure out how I can do it. I love it. Yeah. That's a very like-minded here. I feel like we're both very, what's the story? What's the medium? We'll figure it out kind of people. Yeah, as I was listening to the first couple episodes of your podcast, um, I was very much relating to kind of the the way that you approach creativity as well. Like, you know, if I'm interested, let's follow that little, let's follow that little bug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. I I think that it's the lowest stakes and also like most freeing way. I hope that's my goal with this. But anyway, so I know that you've done like a bunch of stuff. Um, being a creative in various mediums, but I asked you to specifically talk about um, Ghost Girl, but if anything else comes up, like, feel free to be like, oh, and in this project, this was helpful or whatever. So, like, no need to stick, like, you know, especially to that, but it is the one that I think is the most, like, start to finish you might have a lot of insight on, so that's why I chose that one. Um, But yeah, so tell us a little about Ghost Girl, like, how it started, what inspired you? Those are six questions, but you know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So Ghost Girl was very much a project that I followed step by step as it was happening. There wasn't really a overarching goal at the beginning, but it was just kind of like following the whispers and like, oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I, um, I use passion planners. And when I look back at my old passion planners, I can really see like, oh no, there was a big picture goal. Like I, I wrote, in 2017, I'd love to write and star in a television series, like at some point in my life. So then that kind of was the goal, but then it manifested through Ghost Girl. So actually I was at the Barrow Group and we were working on writing plays and uh, we were encouraged to create our own short plays for our showcase. And I said, you know what? I was doing the artist's way at that time. And I did not consider myself a writer, but I was 
thinking, you know what, I'm just going to say yes to this because I'm writing every day anyway, and now I'll have somewhere to put some focus. And so I was writing a short play. Simultaneously, a friend was producing a show at a comedy theater that was kind of a competition show where four pilots went up uh, every month, and then the audience voted on the episodes that they wanted to see continue. And I, it was such a fun show and it always felt very electric in the audience. And I was like, oh, maybe I can figure out something to do for that. So I approached my friend, Ashley, and I said, like, how could I get involved with this? Like, what, what are the, how does it work? And she said, oh, you're, I'll put you in for next month. So you have, you're up next month. And I said, oh no, I don't, I don't have a thing. I, I'm just curious. And she said, no, we really need people. So just bring, I trust you. You'll, you'll create something great. I was like, Oh, wow. Blind faith. So I adapted the short play that I had written for the Barrow group. And I was like, well, I kind of like pieces of this. Maybe this could be something. Then in a separate improv practice, at the time I was studying um, with a man named Anders Forrest, he was our coach and and we were doing dramatic improv and we were really working on twists or like having heavy information land in the scene or information that doesn't really seem like it fits into the scene that you're doing and then making sense through justification. Anyway, in the course of that scene that I was improvising, it turned out that like um, one of the things that if he's like, okay, you're a ghost. I was like, oh, okay. So that's my twist. So we we're like, just like two friends talking. And I was like, you know, I, I think you really need glasses because, you know, because I'm a ghost, you know, and I immediately got chills while I said it. And I just kind of felt this energy in the room and everybody like leaned forward and was like, you know, like, it just felt like how did I'm getting chills now? Cause that's exactly how it felt. It was like, how did she die? You know, we're like, it, it wasn't so freeform. It was like kind of, we were taking suggestions from the audience as it was happening and, and really figuring it out on the go. But it was like, I was like, I died in the bus accident and you don't remember. And she was like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, you really need to get glasses because I'm not here right now. So it was like, it was like this total like comedy improv thing that we're working on, but it got so heavy. And like afterwards I was like, that was really cool. That was, that was really cool. And I said to my scene partner, um, and I believe, believe it was my friend, Lita Darmian. And I said, I'm gonna, or she at least was in the room. So, So I, my memory is f- fading, but I remember leaving it. And I said to Lita, I said, I think I want to write that. I really like that. She was like, do it. And so that was like my idea. And I knew I had a deadline. So I had a deadline and I just wrote the thing. And I just, I threw in some music. I did not play the piano. So it was like very much like uh, on my roommate's keyboard, like plinky, 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 recording a theme song with a, with my voice app on my phone that we would like plug into the theater somehow. And um, really it was like asking my friends, like, would you do this? I have this like funny little script I need to put up. And uh, I asked my friends, you know, who there were maybe like six people who were like, no, I'm not available. So like just really asking whoever could do it. And then we, you know, hodgepodge a little rehearsal together. I remember I went to TJ Maxx and cut some eyes out of a sheet and like uh, made a little ghost costume. And then um, 
that's really how it started. We won that first um, month that we did it. And then we did five consecutive weeks of episodes. So then it was like, okay, this live stage show that I'm really having fun create felt very like flying by the seat of your pants type thing. And I remember someone said, Sam, can we film this? This was so fun. And I, I had, it excited me because I was like, well, this is really exciting to me and I'm having a lot of fun, but my friends are also having fun and want to continue this. So yes, let's make this happen. Cause it didn't feel like solely me being like, this is my great idea. And like, I want to put it out in the world. It felt like, oh, this is like a fun way to work with my friends in a creative way and collaborate, which was, that was, I think, key to my project. Um, anyway, we yeah. filmed an episode uh, that was like our pilot episode and um, raised money to do that, filmed it and then submitted it to festivals and things. And so now, you know, it's out, up on YouTube, but that's, that's what we created. So it's like, it ended up becoming a, a pilot. That's awesome. It's really good. If you people haven't seen it, I'll link it in the show notes. I just watched it again the other day and then my sister watched it. And I was like, this is Aww. so cute. And I was like, I know it's such a good, it's such a good idea. And it's such like a, as you said, kind of a heavy topic, but talked about in this way, that's very digestible and um, really endearing because they're kids um, talking about this. So yeah, I just congratulations. It's really amazing. Um, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering now, like, so while you were writing it, did the story kind of develop, um, did the whole story develop in that improv? Like, how did you kind of decide, like, what the sort of, like, general story structure would be of the episode? Oh, that's so, such a great question. So we won the first night. I remember we won. And then I was like, I'm going to have to make another one. Like, what am I going to do? And so just how the, the comedy show was structured you could win up to five times. I was like, okay, so I might have up to five episodes or something. And I was talking to um, Addie Weirich after she said, so you, oh, this is so great. So your first one, she was kind of in denial of the friend's death. So you're, you're doing the five stages of grief. And then I said, yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing the five stages of grief. And the first one was kind of a Halloween episode. So I thought, what if we do the five stages of grief and then I pair each one with a holiday? So for those, we did Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's and, and Valentine's Day. So that's how that happened. That's amazing. And then when we synthesized, we kind of took some of our favorite pieces from, from the five uh, stage versions for the pilot and um, created somewhat of an arc that made sense, but took our, our favorite pieces, but still, you know, still with the potential to create a full series. You know, I have all those episodes written, yeah. um, but we were like, let's make, we thought of what if we made five episodes? I think that was kind of what we were thinking at the get-go, but we, we shifted because we thought, you know, we could make five episodes, but our resources, we didn't have so much money. So we were like, our resources would be very thin. It would be asking a lot of people. So let's make one really great, almost proof of concept. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what happened uh, with that. That's awesome. And like, so when you were going through, um, because it does sound very collaborative, which is amazing, because you get, you know, a bunch of people who have, um, I am actually not sure when this will come out, but I did an interview with Adrian Burke, and he was talking about how to have someone who has stakes in the project as well. So it must have been nice to like, collaborate with people who also really cared about it. Um, I'm wondering what your thoughts on 
that was an absolute gift and it will be wonderful uh to listen to his episode because yeah. he um was so integral to to ghost girl as well um yeah. but i think because it was rooted in in the bear group community like the theater community and then the comedy community just at the time that all that was happening for me at least there were so many people who's like would you be in my project could you do this would you want to hang out and do this thing da, da, da. so it felt very easy I felt free to ask others to be a part of mine and then things were kind of surprising I was like I want to have animation and um I got connected uh to like the animation world through um, kind of, I had done the drawings of the animation in Ghost Girl. And then um, we got connected to Sergio who uh, was happy to take my drawings and kind of, you know, make them real animations. And, and then I was like, oh, but I, you know, I'm plinky plink on the, on the computer uh, keyboard, not computer, uh, but the piano keyboard. And how do, how can I like have actual music for this thing? And someone was like, oh, don't you know Genevieve? Genevieve, that's her job. She's a composer. And I was like, oh, like a, a wife of a friend. Oh, okay. Let me talk to Genevieve. Like, Genevieve, will you be a much? She's like, oh, I would absolutely love to. So it it really was that uh that like asking and then people being generous in their in their yeses. Um and yeah, just at that time, people were, again, generous and doing things for little to no money. And um, and if I were to do something similar my, now, you know, if, with a few years more of experience and um, valuing people's time in that way, I would want to pay people for their art. Um, but kind of at the time that this was happening, it, it seemed like almost favor for favor, you know, like yeah. you'll be in my thing, I'll be in yours. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's a totally like, um, really valid and exciting way to do it, especially if you have two people who like have projects and you want to donate your time. I think that's because I'm just thinking about the people who I'm, I'm gearing just start to as people who like have never done anything creative before yeah. and are really excited about an idea or creating something. And it's like, it is possible to do, um, even if you don't have $10,000 or whatever, like, if you find people who also want to create and who are interested in your projects or have one of their own, like you're saying, you can um, kind of trade skills. Um, yeah, absolutely. Is, just to yeah. touch on that just for a second, because I was really working with my friends, but then my friends all kind of had areas that they wanted to explore. I'm thinking like of Laura Cornacchio, who is in Ghost Girl. She's, she wanted to try her hand at producing. Like, oh, absolutely, come be an associate producer. Like, let's yeah. make this thing together. And my friend Grace Agnew had just moved back from Australia and she wanted to be involved. And she's like, do you think I could do art direction? I was like, absolutely, yeah. because I don't know how to do that, please. And then um, Casey Tucker, she's in it as well. Um, she, uh, and she was doing hair and makeup and was like, do you think that I could do the hair and makeup? It's like, absolutely. Like, people are like, do you think I could? I'm like, am I like, how is this happening? It just felt like, um, to, to your point that pe people have areas where they want to play and explore and learn. And it's almost like a safe space, um, just at this level where we're all learning and growing. It's like, uh, abs absolutely yes yes Let's yeah all that I love I love that 
Um, and and it is important to value people's time with money. So where there are resources, yes. just to say that, um, because it is labor. So as much as people can be compensated, that that is all, always excellent, and that that is my my goal. Absolutely, yeah, definitely about ethical practices and never taking advantage of people or asking people to do things that are out of their um, means, whether that's like financially, emotionally, physically, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Thanks for thanks for making sure that we say that too. Um, so I know that you had sort of the uh, comedy show as your like deadlines, but when you were working on the like kind of combined version of the five episodes, how did you handle like um, accountability in terms of like finishing drafts? Like, are you a person who will just self accountabilize? Well, I don't know what that means, but you know what I mean? Like, are you someone who can set deadlines for yourself or did you kind of have, you know, groups of friends read it at points? Like how did that kind of develop? Yeah, we had built-in deadlines because we there was a night when we did all five episodes as like almost a showcase. And that night we launched our fundraising campaign through Seed and Spark, which was unbelievable. Love Seed and Spark. And um and then so then we had a fundraising deadline. And then kind of as we were doing fundraising, we figured out when we were going to film. And so the it was all kind of tight. We we, I, I believe, if I, my memory serves me, we started fundraising in May, May through June, and then filming in August. So it was like very tight. And I was like, yeah. well, we have to have the script. The script needs to go to the actors, the director, um, the DP need the script. So Sam finished the script. So it was all kind of built in. Um, but Nikki DiLoretto, who, um, who I had met at Williamstown, uh, is a fantastic director. And she... Um, she jumped on board with Ghost Girl as well. And I would say she she and I met and she provided definite accountability. So I I love to have buddies on things. Again, like Laura was producing and we would meet to talk about all the producing deadlines. So for me, I do think I am in terms of like the four Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, like I'm an upholder, right? So I can like yeah. do like my intrinsic and extrinsic, I think, or like the accountability but it helps for me to have like my planner and have all the dates and to have buddies to um check in with me yeah because if like sam where's that script we need it yeah. it's like that helps <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah I'm, I'm the same i need some sort of like external deadline even if it's one that i set for myself or ask someone to like show up with me show up with or for me yeah absolutely i feel like i've, I've taken that from this project as well like it's just helpful to either like meet with somebody on zoom and be like I'm gonna have my next draft of this by then right. and like just having that on the calendar even if it's not a huge stakes thing it's not a firm deadline it's like just helps me show up to yeah. know that somebody's expecting me to yeah absolutely it's like a mindset thing where you're like I can't just put this off because someone needs to read it yeah I said I said you know and then how how much is my word my word worth yeah right. so let me let me live up to that yeah yeah for sure um are there any um are there any like creative habits that you have that help you kind of stay um creative or anything that was helpful during the process where you were if you you know to keep kind of keep you going or keep you inspired yeah so I I was I did start the artist's way a few I can't remember the exact timeline, but like a, a few 
month before ghost girl like I just really feel like this came out of that and so my morning pages has have been um in incredibly useful you know uh Julia Cameron who wrote the artist way says you know do your morning pages every morning like first thing and and I just try to be a little bit less rigid about that and try to visit my notebook every day and if I do my three pages that's great um and if not just at least try to open it you know open it yeah. and sit there and write something um I also have found a meditation practice to be helpful just to kind of like uh even 10 minutes just to get to get grounded and rooted um and improv for me has been a, a good creative practice to come back to because I I find it to be fun so it's, it's a fun thing for me to come back to and like be able to explore new things and new characters and new stories and um you know and, and just say yes to the things that pop up so so that's a, a fun practice for me as well yeah um yeah, and actually, my one of my coaches, um, she's a, so she leads a like a women's collective, Liz Kimball. Um, she recommends like a creative fifteen and doing fifteen minutes of creative time. Um, you know, daily would be great, but like if you have it, even in between meetings or you know, um, just trying to find those fifteen minutes can can help. So sometimes, um, kind of uh, doing that can, can kind of, and, and, and if I'm working on a script, working on a script, working on a script, I might do a creative 15 where I'm like finger painting or yeah. playing the piano or doing something that doesn't seem like it's related, but then to, to go back to ghost girl, like we ended up with animation and, and music. And it was like, oh, all these things did end up, um, in the, in the larger project. But sometimes like for me, different mediums can also just be fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think sometimes we forget um, that it should be fun because oh, we get so yeah. into the like deadline, deadline writing stuff. Um, but I, we both, uh, Sam and I both work with uh, kids a lot. And I don't know if you found this, but I love talking about all the times where I've, you know, a kid says, oh, can you draw this thing for me? Or can you do this thing? And I'm like, oh, I'm not really good at it. Like maybe we'll, one of your classmates is better at drawing a cat or something. And they're like, oh, you don't have to be good at it. Just try. Or, you know, they teach me so much about like, it doesn't have to be high stakes. Like we can just create for fun. And that's kind of hopefully, I think the goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm working on a project right now. And, um, one of my characters is an inner child because I, I really feel like we have so much to learn from other children and then also like who we were as kids you know like I would put on a tutu and like romp around with you know nothing else but a tutu on and like, do on you know putting yeah. stickers everywhere it's like oh let's you know not that I would do that today but <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. but like let's uh what was that and and uh maybe there's there's some gifts and knowledge there that that we have uh that we can come back to and and remember yeah, absolutely. And I will, I'm just going to tangent for a second and ask you a question um, because this weekend I was actually cleaning out um, a couple of boxes that my mom had saved, like from my schoolwork when I was in third grade. Oh, and yeah. I found like writing and it's just like, my goodness, kids are so creative and they know so much. Like the things that I, like, I, like there was a, like a report card and it said, like, Arielle is very creative. She loves the art. She's also unusually sympathetic to other people's feelings, like oh. stuff like that. And I'm oh, like, wow, beautiful. our inner children, like the way we talk to ourselves as adults can um, sometimes, I don't know, 
like we I think we should we should be talking to our inner children more mm-hmm. and I was and so that's made me think of the question for you of like did you like have you always been creative like did you fall into like acting like when when was it that you were like oh I really want to be a creative I think- yeah, I think it was fostered to me like from a very young age because my parents, they met in art school. They went to what's now the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. And my mom's okay. a painter and my dad's a sculptor. And then um, they own a small business. They own an antique store in Philadelphia called Anastasia's Antiques that they built so together, which is like their art project. So it's not just like a stuffy store with, you know, dusty cases and things, but, you know. Yeah, yeah um yeah it's very much an art project so I I was born into that and then encouraged to you know play and I'm an only child so a lot of it is or was uh entertaining myself you know it's like no we can't you know we don't have yeah we have to work go you know here's a pad of paper and some stamps you know make something um yeah so I I feel super lucky that that was never um stifled in me only encouraged and then I found from a young age that I found acting to be like so fun from from preschool I can remember um doing like plays with my like preschool teachers like needing a student volunteer and like raising my hand and like me and my little American girl doll like jumping in and um and just feeling so lit up and like oh I have to do this like just something's making me feel alive and just kind of wanting to have that like to feel alive over and over again so um I think for me it's like just yeah saying yes to myself and and what what is calling to me from yeah from inside yeah I love that 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 that, that's like description of people are like so why my my dad's always like so why do you want to be an actor I'm like yeah that's the thing that lights you up and that's just like what it is and it's kind of hard to explain I think if or maybe not hard to explain but it's a very specific feeling so it's fun to like meet someone who's like oh yeah that's the thing that lights me up yeah I think yeah yeah, we're we're kindred in that way (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um just going back to ghost girl for our last like couple of questions here um what was the hardest thing about um kind of creating this from start to finish and what was the uh, most rewarding well there's a photograph of um me laura casey and grace who i've mentioned on the thunderbolt roller coaster in coney island and it takes your photo like as soon as the drop hits and the four of us like are like you know like contorted and like screaming and uh and I remember like me and Laura looking at that photo and be like this is what pre-production feels like like this Mm -hmm. is there was a there was a time when we got a phone call every day at two o'clock that something had gone wrong you know that um like an actor wasn't was no longer available or um we lost the location or or a different location was going to be exponentially more than they had initially promised or oh you know anything from the van to the equipment to um just logistics and it it really was like a helmet that we had to put on and I just had to kind of accept that that was what this beast was like pre-production is the details and things are going to go wrong and let me not stress out about each one because then I will I will just crumble but let me just see like oh it's two o'clock what's going to go wrong today 
okay, great. It's this thing. Okay, cool. So how are we going to deal with that? Um, and just trusting, you know, things are going to go wrong and, and you can plan as much as, as physically possible, but you still need to sleep and eat and, you know, take care of yourself. So that was definitely, a a wild ride. Um, and actually for me, one of the most rewarding days was when we did the five episode live theater version of ghost girl after you know um to kind of culminate that event at um at the theater and like we really packed the house it was sold out and just filled with people that i loved and wanted to be there so you know i've done shows where it's like uh, like nobody's in the audience. I feel, you know, I feel yeah. bad. It's not that same experience when people are shoulder to shoulder and like wanting to be there and ready to, you know, um, to laugh or cry or whatever. But it just felt like I, I remember that started and like kind of like looking around and my parents came up from Philadelphia and, you know, wow. there's so many friends and family there. It's just like, oh, this is going to go well, but no matter what, it felt like this room is holding my heart. You know, it's like, okay. And I remember backstage, we had like a, a playlist playing that had all these songs about ghosts and girls. <laughs> it's just like a themeless uh, uh, playlist and on the theme and, and like, we're all like holding hands together, like just excited. So um, I felt like a good intersection of friends and creative collaborators uh, working together for something greater that I feel like I was lucky enough to be kind of spearheading and just uh, the leader of, like in charge. So I just felt very proud that it was happening. Yeah. Um, that yeah, it just it was so really, really one of the one of the best days that I've had just because it's like oh, it all happened and and I had so much fun planning out the details. We had like a lobby display and and I made like a little. Um, BOGO is like buy one, get one, but GOBO is the light thing. I'm pretty sure like where you can get oh, a light yeah, and yeah. then have a, um, uh, we, I, I had dated a lighting designer and I was like, how do I make a ghost like stencil like for a, thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he, he gave me, um, an exacto knife and like told me like you need to cut it out of a soda can and so we like made a little ghost wow. light that like shone and um had balloons you know just like I felt it didn't it felt like um an investment in my creativity you know it was like these things yeah. did cost money but I was just like so happy to put the money into it because it was like well this it's just it feels like one big project and um, and I really love an art project. Yeah. yeah, that's so exciting. Man, I wish that I had known you and I would have loved to see those five like live <laughs> shows. But um, yeah, so is there anything that um, you wish you would have like known or some insight that you have now that might help someone if they're at the start of a project? Um, anything like looking back? I think for me, It was about listening to the the call, you know, like, or like not even like a big grand call, like just like feeling like poked, you know, and like, oh, like, like what, how I was saying, like, oh, I got those chills. Like, let me just acknowledge that 
there's goosebumps on my arms right now and something is making me feel something. Okay. Maybe I'll journal about that, you know, like, and just noticing that in the course of this, like people were saying yes. So it's like, go to the yeses, go to the people who want to help you. People do want to help you. And I think this about like, maybe looking at what are the things that we already have, because Mm -hmm. we do have so much and so much of the time I feel I'm guilty of it also like looking outward like what don't I have and what do I need next but it's like look at what you already have what resources what community um like do you have a soda can that you could carve a little thing of you know like that's um there are resources that we have and um and for me also it's like just making the the thing that is calling to me and not trying to replicate what somebody else is doing because that is cool. It's like, that is cool. And yet the thing that's giving me goosebumps is a thing that I'll work on. I remember one of the first things that I came up with was the theme song for Ghost Girl. It's like, Jess is a ghost girl. Yes, she is a ghost girl. And I had it like stuck in my head and I recorded it again on my little voice memo. And I remember like I was um, somewhere and I was like kind of singing it in my head and they're like what are you singing um and I I remember I played it for someone and they were like you know kind of like shook their head and kind of was like that's kind of dumb you know like that they didn't say that but that was kind of the the energy that I was getting but I just was so much like you know what I it it might be dumb but I it's making me so happy so just like trying to stay stay in tune again with the with the goosebumps with the with the gut feeling um and collaborating with people I I definitely could not have this could not have happened if if there weren't so many generous talented incredible people on board and uh for that I'm I'm I I'm eternally grateful it wouldn't it just wouldn't have been possible yeah well, thank you so much for chatting with me and whoever listens to this. Thank you, everyone. Um, <laughs> where can people find you, follow you, watch Ghost Girl, all those things? Can you shameless plug yourself if you don't mind? Oh, sure. So I have, um, you can follow me on social at Sam Evans. That's Sam with three A's. Evans. That's on like Instagram and Twitter. Um, and TikTok, though I'm not too active there. Um, and then my website is kind of a good a good place to find everything, www.samantha-evans.com. And Ghost Girl's up there and on YouTube. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll update it with any, any other things that are happening. Awesome. Thank you. And I will link Ghost Girl in the show notes too. And I hope that uh, this was fun to listen to you it was a really nice talking to you and yeah thank you thank you so much Ariel what a gift <laughs>